Okay, we are talking about what? What did you talk about last week? Okay. Where'd you get that information? What's the last psalm you talked about? There, somebody got it right. We just talked about psalm. How many of them are there? So this is, Psalms is what? Jewish hymn book. <coughs> Written mostly by David, mostly. And a few others like, ooh, who wrote your psalm last week? Say it, say it, say it. Moses. It's only one by Moses and you did that last week. So Psalms, and so start with number one. How's that? Start at the beginning. Psalms number one. There, you might need this. You always have it around, right? We're going to study the Bible. We better know what we're talking about. We better understand what words mean. Otherwise, just talk. No understand, just talk. Waste of time. We want to understand. All right? So, read the first word. Blessed. What does that mean? What does blessed mean? Does anybody want to be blessed? Yes. <laughs> Why? If you were blessed, what else would you be? Go ahead. Holy, sacred, fortunate, blissful. What does blissful mean? Happy. Happy. Happy, 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 I'm in right out, right up, right down, right, happy all the time. When you talk about being blessed, it means things are really going right, going the way they should, and so I'm happy. Anybody want to be happy? Yes. Good. What's the opposite of happy? Sad. Another word? Mad. Another word? <laughs> Miserable. Miserable. <laughs> Unhappy. 
Anybody want to be miserable? Nobody wants to be miserable. Everybody wants to be happy. And so here's a little instruction. He says, blessed, next three words. Is the man. All right, so we got blessed. So there's a person, and he's happy. So we're going to get a person who's happy, and then a person who's miserable. And we're going to learn a few things today about how to be happy and how to be miserable. You want to be miserable. And some people say, well, I don't want to be miserable, but you do the things that make you miserable, you're miserable, right? So this is an instruction. Okay, now read the whole verse. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So there's three people, three types of people mentioned. We're going to put them in a miserable column. What's the first one? They're ungodly people. The second one? Sinners. And the last one? Now, it says, what about, he says, the person who is happy, who does not do what with the ungodly? What does it say? Walk. Walk in the council. What's council? Council. It's like, it's like a, like a government. Well. Kind of. Opinions or advice. Counsel is advice. You give advice, get counsel. So there's a man who's happy. He doesn't live by the advice that ungodly people give. Now tell me what it means to be ungodly. What does it mean to be ungodly? Yeah, and it's, it's even more than that. A godly person what, knows God, right? prays to God, believes in God. So the ungodly person doesn't believe, all right? And, and he thinks what? I don't need God, right? He's ungodly. So I don't need God. I don't need God. I have my own ideas. I can live independent of God. And so I don't let God tell me what to do. I don't let God do anything. And that person who has nothing to do with God gives you advice. That's not good advice. Right? It's always based on what? Don't worry about God. You don't need him. Ungodly. What's the second one? Standeth in the way of sinner. So if the ungodly person is somebody who doesn't need God, what's the sinner? What makes him different from the ungodly? He doesn't 
Sinner is somebody that takes action or does wrong. Alright, so the ungodly guy who might say, I got nothing to do with God, I don't want to think about God, I got nothing to do with the sinner, he's doing wrong. And so, what are we supposed to avoid him? What does it say? Alright, so what would be. What would that mean? Walk the same path as Even uh, walk with him. If you go the way he goes, you walk with him. All right? There are people who do wrong and say to you, come on, come with us. Do what we do. It's okay. You can do whatever we do. Come along with us and do what we do. And he says, if they're doing wrong, and you can't go with them. You can't stay with them. You can't be close friends where you're always doing the same thing. All right? And then the scornful. What does it mean to be scornful? What does it mean to scorn? Do you look it up? What does it mean to be content, to have contempt? If I have contempt for something, I think it's stupid and it's low and it's worthless. And some people have contempt for other people, right? They look at other people and go, ugh, that person's no good. I have contempt for them. So a scorner, what's he think about God? He hates, or really, and this is what you will see the most, he makes fun of God. So he says, if you're going to hang around with somebody who hates God and makes fun of God, don't do it. So you got three things to watch out for. What are they? Somebody that says what? does wrong, stay away from people like that, and people who scorn or make fun of God. All right, so he says, if you want to be happy, don't do those things. Verse 2. So, if you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do this, how are you going to be happy? What can you do? What does it say in verse 2? What does that mean? Another word for the law of the Lord. Bible. Bible. Okay, you, two things. What's the first thing you do with it? What does it say? Does they delight? Is that what it says? So you really enjoy reading the Bible. You enjoy reading it. You like to read it. It's a good thing to read. Right, so I can 
enjoy reading it. And how often? Anybody ever read their Bible all day and all night? Nobody does that, you see. Well, what's he mean? Yeah. Always thinking about what God is doing with my life. All right. What God's doing with my family. What God's doing with the world around me. Always thinking about God day and night. Thinking about God and how God relates to my life. All right. So a happy man does what? He reads the Bible. That's where he's getting what? Oh, advice. Remember, we do need advice, so we're going to get it from the Bible. All right? What do you think is the best part of the Bible to read for advice? All of it. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good answer, yes. What? That's exactly what I just wrote down. The red words. Why? You can't get any better advice than that. And so if you're living your life and something comes up and you've got to have something answered, right? you're going to look at those red words. There's another book that's good advice. You know what it is? What's well, the whole Bible, book of the Bible written with just advice? It's all advice. Proverbs. Proverbs. Very good. It's Proverbs. So you got two books in the Bible. You say, well, what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life? Well, you need a little advice for that? Yeah. So you know what to do, right? Uh, who's your best friend going to be? All right. Who's your best friend? Where are you going to get it? Out of the Bible. It's good advice. Where are you going to go to college? It won't tell you in the Bible where to go to college, right? It won't say go to GCC. It won't say that. But what's it going to tell you? There's some things you need to learn. And you may not learn them in college, but you don't want to learn the opposite of it either. And some colleges are going to teach you the opposite of what you know is right. And what words will you use or not use when you speak? Hmm. How will you decide what is right and what is wrong? Right? So he says, avoid the way of sinners. Don't do what they do. So you're going to use the Bible for advice on how to live. And every time somebody graduates, I give them a Bible and I taste to them, there's advice in there on how to live. How to live your life. And we all need that. Right? You need to decide that. Verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the river of waters. Rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in a season. And he also shall not live in So, there's a happy man over here. He takes advice from the Bible. Very important. He starts, he likes the Bible, he uses it for advice. As a result of that, he becomes a tree. Everybody want to be a tree? 
I'd love to be a tree. I love trees. Look at that tree right there. Great big old thing. Hundred times bigger than you. Growing, reaching way up into the sky. What a great idea when God put trees in there. He said, you're going to be like a tree. Plant it. So you look out there. See all them trees over in the distance? Who planted them? Nobody planted them. They just grew there. And for years they made seeds and the next ones grew and the next ones grew. They're wild trees. Nobody planted them. So you're going to be a tree that somebody planted. So why would somebody plant trees? You need them to breathe. All right, there's some things you get from a tree. Shade, right? Nice dash shade. What else do you get from a tree? Fruit. So you want to plant a nice tree, it's going to give you shade, going to give you fruit, okay? And so it's planted by where? Which would help it to do how? Because the water. What about the water? You've got a constant source of water, right? You plant it by the river. It's always got water, can always grow. And so you need, if you're going to be that useful tree that brings fruit, what's fruit for? And shade, both for others. You're going to be like a tree planted by the water, and uh, you're going to be, what does he say? Everything you do will prosper. What does it mean to prosper? More than that, prosper. Look it up. Prosper. What does it mean to prosper? To do better than just good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To I mean, do better than the bear. Right. Keep going. What does it the mean? The best to, you can do. The best you can do. Let's see what she says. Prosper. do really well, to do excellent, to thrive. So there's a happy man who gets his advice from the Bible. He's like a tree. He gives out fruit and shade to what other people need, and he thrives. His life does very well. That's what you want, right? You want to be happy? Yeah, we want to be happy. So we want to thrive. We don't want our life to just drag along. Here I am just taking up space. No, we want to thrive. So he's doing the right thing. Okay, next one, verse 4. The ungodly are not so, but are, the life, but are like the cliff which the wind drives away. The chaff. What's chaff? Who knows what chaff is? It's the corn. It's not corn. It's like the... Is it like the hair? It's like the hair. If you get... Wheat, and you pick wheat, 
uh, it's got a little casing. Like, like, the seed has a little casing on it. It's called chaff. And so people rub it, and you blow it away, and there you got kernels. You got rid of the chaff. How come you can blow it away? Yeah, it's lighter. Matter of fact, what is it? It's nothing. Chaff is nothing. And so, if it doesn't amount to anything, and it's why do you even want it? Blow it away. That's what happens to these people. These miserable people are like chaff. That is, their life has become insignificant. What does it mean to be insignificant? Useless. So these people that are, I don't need God, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and I make fun of people who believe in God. What happens to them in the end? They are insignificant. They don't amount to nothing. That's a real sad end to go to. We don't want to do that, that's for sure. You don't want to die when people say, well, what did that person do? They didn't do nothing. I've had the, the uh, responsibility of doing services for people who were pretty insignificant. Didn't do anything in their whole life. Didn't help anybody didn't give anything to anybody. They just sat there and did whatever they could for themselves and then they died. I had one guy, <coughs> he got sick and he, his wife said, well, he just sat and looked out the window for months until he died. What a terrible waste that was. And insignificant. Your life is insignificant. You don't want your life to be insignificant. You want to thrive and be significant. All right, verse, where are we? Five. Sinfully ungodly shall not stand in the judgment of sinners in the congregation of the All right. So it's ungodly. What happens to them in the end? It says there's a right. There's a day of judgment. When's the last time we talked about that? In church, right? He says, "I'm coming to judge from the east to the west the whole thing. I'm going to judge people. I'm going to say this is what you've done wrong." And the ungodly, the guy who says, "I don't need God. He can't stand." What does that mean? If you go to court and they tell you, stand up, we're going to give you a verdict. You're guilty. You can't just stand there and say, no, I'm not. You know, you're guilty. You can't stand and say, I'm not guilty. Yes, you are guilty. And we're going to take care of it. You're going bye-bye. He goes up in Crowbar Hotel. All right? He goes bye-bye. You don't want to do that. He says, people who are ungodly, when they stand before God, they say, well, I don't really need you. <laughs> you know how stupid that is? Stand there in front of God and say, you got nothing to do with me. I got nothing to do with you. Oh, really? 
Oh, yes, you do. So they're not going to stand, and he says, sinners aren't going to be in the congregation of the righteous. Where's the congregation of the righteous? In the church, where people congregate, who believe in God, they all congregate together. And is it possible you could go to church and not believe in God? Oh, yeah, sure it is. Is it possible you could go to church and be doing the wrong things? Yeah, it's entirely possible. Right. And so you think, well, I'm going I'm to hide with these church people. Here I am, God, hiding with all my church people. I'm all set. No, you're not. You're not going to be able to hide from me when that happens. And the last one, verse 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of righteous, but the way of ungodly shall perish. All right. So... God knows the way of the righteous. So he knows where to find. He can find happy people because what? They're reading the Bible. They're thriving, right? They don't take advice from these people. They don't follow their example. They don't scorn make fun of important things. He says, well, I can find those people. I know where they are. I'm watching, and I know where they are. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. What happens in the end? They're chaffed, they're blown away, they perish. Or what? They die. They die. They're going to die. You mean God's going to kill everybody? doesn't mean that it means when you leave this world you can defy God your whole lifetime you can say I'm going to do whatever I feel like it I don't need God but in the end you die or your soul goes to hell and then you die forever you don't die and disappear you're still there forever so that's a pretty serious situation. So you want to be happy? What do you do? Take advice from the Bible, not from watch who your watch who your friends are. Careful who you choose as friends. Don't hang around with people who are going to do wrong. Right? And when people mock, make fun of God, stay away from them. Because God's going to do what with them? He's going to perish. He's going to say, your life is insignificant. Like chaff on the wheat. Whoop, he's gone. Just like that. Gone. Amounts to nothing. Don't amount to nothing. Be careful. So it's good advice. In Psalms number one, to do what? How to be a... Happy person. You want to be a happy person? That's a good way to start, right? If you're going to read the book of songs, that'd be a good song to sing. Hey, you want to be happy? Don't do that. Do this. Pretty simple, right? Got it? Good. Thank you.